Thank you for joining me for an episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. I am Vicki Baird. If you've not listened before, welcome. If you are someone who has been here and continue to come back, I am so grateful. I don't care if it sounds corny. I am incredibly grateful. And that leads into the subject matter of today's podcast because I have coined this phrase. I, I didn't create it. Let me, let me back that up. I didn't create it. I don't know if it's truly a thing out there. I'm assuming it is, but it's something that I have realized, especially in my own life, but working with people who are, have areas of their life where they're ridiculously successful and maybe areas of their life where it doesn't feel as fulfilling. Hello. Welcome to human condition. And there can be some conundrums that come with that. And one of the phrases that I have asked people and even really asked myself is, is there such a thing as thrivers guilt? Thriving, you know, to really do well, even in challenging situations, to rise above in frequency and energy. And these are my descriptions. I didn't look it up, but I, feel like there is a block that ends up happening in people's lives when they start to do really well in life. And that can be in the taking care of themselves or in the commitment to some habits. Uh, Maybe you did really well in school and it didn't seem as hard to you as it was to other people. And because we have this tendency to compare I have seen more and more this thriver's guilt. And as we come through this, I heard the other day it called a damn pendant. And I just think that's a great way to shift up the energy. But as we come through the pandemic and it starts, yeah, it's going to be endemic. Uh, It's going to be here. So we need to adjust and become used to this messaging and this, um, this diagnosis of COVID-19, much like we get used to the flu coming around or the common cold or anything like that. And yes, I know it hits at a different level, but this is part of being human, right? We're going to be exposed to things. Stuff is going to come up that we didn't know about before um, that we have to use our resilience and our tools and all of that to navigate through. So as we've come through these last few years and now with the war in Ukraine and the, the wars here in the United States with all of the, I'm not going to go into all of them. You know what they are, but there's a lot of push and pull that we're experiencing. And I thought this was a great time to bring about the subject of thrivers guilt. And part of that is because I want people to keep thriving. We have to thrive. If we don't thrive individually, we will never thrive as a community and then we will never thrive as a universe. So we have to hold on to that tenant, hold on to that belief that not only is it okay for us to thrive, it is necessary for us to thrive. And I'm not talking about survivor's guilt where that tends to happen when a few people or two or more people experience the same situation 
and maybe one survives. There's a car accident, one survives the uh, physically because we always stay alive, but one survives physically and the other one does not. There's often survivor's guilt, or I'm sure some of this process that's going on, some of this uh, just devastation that's going on in all the other countries, including our own, there can be a survivor's guilt because maybe somebody got out of a rough childhood and does well and sees that the others don't. Or there are, you know, examples of someone even surviving a cancer diagnosis and someone else that maybe they met at chemo didn't. So it's that tug of war that happens, right? And you're, you're grateful to be alive, but then there can be a sorrow about being alive physically, because again, we never really die. Energy just changes form. And you can be delighted to have quote unquote a second chance. Um, but you can also be somewhat devastated that others did not. And in survivor's guilt, when I've seen this or worked with this, and I'm not a therapist, I, boy, do I read the studies and all the materials and I'm still not a therapist and that's okay. But the survivor's guilt, when I encounter that in someone, what I often gently remind them as we are all souls who came in to do our own process. I know everybody wants to think we're of one. I don't agree with that. I believe we contribute to the energy that is constantly changing and shifting and growing and becoming who we are as a species and as a, as a galaxy. <laughs> but in that survivor's guilt place, we have to remember, first of all, guilt is taught. It is not an emotion that comes in with us from a, a learning perspective. Anger does, frustration does, envy does, je- jealousy does. Guilt does not. Guilt is taught, just like worry. They're taught to us. So when we experience survivor's guilt, we're carrying some kind of false premise of responsibility for the other person. And what I would love to see is that we honor the other person's journey and you're still going to have grief. You're still going to have sadness and you still may say, why me? And then to the point I would say, why me? Like, what else can I do here? What else can I contribute? How else can I be kinder to myself? So as if you've experienced the survivor's guilt, I'm going to ask you to check in with yourself and see if you aren't taking some kind of ownership of someone else's soul's journey. And that's just not cool. I know people want to say, well, I'm empathic and I'm of a place where I just care about everybody. I still see it as a an excuse to beat ourselves up or to think you know better for somebody else's process. You know, when my husband was passing, was I sad? Was I frustrated? <laughs> I was mad that he didn't take care of himself, even though he had support and, and knowledge there and he just didn't do it. So of course there's some guilt and stuff, but I remember saying to him, that what we think of as somewhat of a trite phrase, but I said to him, I promise you, I will thrive through this because I honor your choice to no longer be physical. I get 
that you don't want to be here physically. And I also understand that my own path and trajectory was taking me in a different direction that he didn't want to go on. And I would have had to make a decision about whether I stayed with this person I loved or I left him to his own devices. And it's not easy. I mean, there was turmoil in that. Oh my goodness. There was so much emotion and pain and self-doubt. And how can I be a loving spouse and still send him on his way? And then I came to the place where I was like, I am honoring his soul. I am honoring his process. And I will do my process, which continues to this day, almost six years later. There are times where I want to tell him something, or I want to share how amazing my life is right now and to thank him for being part of that. And I do it. I do it energetically and I create this dialogue from my heart to his soul heart, just sending that energy, even if I don't feel him around me. So I went into it consciously to not have survivor's guilt because that was not going to keep me upright. It was not going to have me support my kids and grandkids. It was not going to help me to get to work every day to help other people because it would have just wrapped me into a pity party. So survivor's guilt, much different than what I call thriver's guilt, because thriving, again, is where you have some conflict in your world. Everybody does at some point. I mean, even if it's just a sore back trying to put your shoe on in the morning, there's some contrast. So the process of arriving in a thriving place means that at some point you might have felt like the salmon swimming upstream trying to get to that place to spawn. And you may have had to traverse old patterns or old thinking places or old messages that are maybe still active within yourself. But I wanted to bring this about because there is so much turmoil going on in the world and it can be pretty easy, especially for those of you who have a heightened empathic sense or who have have some trauma responses to turn yourself down, to dim who you are for what we think is the benefit of others, even if it's on a subconscious level, but it's actually not. So when you're thriving, it may not even be a conscious decision. It may be something that you do because you show up every day and you do a little bit more every day and you try a little bit harder (laughs) to be in that place of what most would call alignment. Well, if you're in complete alignment with your soul, you are going to thrive. It is the number one premise. You are going to do really well because that is actually what I believe source our soul And the purpose of being here is to be in self-acceptance and to, to recognize that joy plays. The process of thriving now needs to be a conscious decision, I feel, because you will feel this, this almost nagging or push or drive coming from inside of you that 
is bringing you the information that, quite frankly, life is always uncertain. It is always without without guarantee or definition. You know, people will say to me when I ask them, "Why are you holding yourself back? Do you know why? And if not, um, can I help you figure out why?" And they'll say. Well, I'm just afraid of the unknown. And I'm like, no, you're not. You faced the unknown when you got up this morning. You didn't know if your back was going to creak or if you were going to jump out of bed and, and embrace the day. You didn't know what traffic was going to be like. You could have perceptions. You could have some knowledge there. But you honestly didn't know what the unknown was because, and you face that every day and you come through it every day. So, Okay, that's one thing we can toss out. Somebody said it and we believed it, but it's not true. And I feel like a lot of these fears that we have or beliefs we have can be met with some truthfulness, some bluntness, some, okay, well, let's see if that actually does resonate. You will, I promise you, as long as you are physical or (laughs) non-physical, until you complete all your lifetimes, you are going to feel this inspiration from within. And it might be hidden sometimes. It might be hard to find, but there is going to be that life force energy that keeps surging within you because that's part of your resilience. That's part of your keep going as a human species. So if you're looking at your current situation and thinking, well, my life didn't really change all that much. I haven't been that affected. Yes, I can see what's going on in the world and my life is pretty amazing. You might feel a a desire or a need to turn that down. And when somebody says, how are things going? You may say, well, you know, we're in a pandemic. You know, you might align with the story that's there because we all want to belong. I'm asking people to step out of that, to actually say what it is that's going well in your life because you never know how you might inspire someone. I don't want people to be braggadocious, but I want everyone to talk about what is good in their life and what is grateful, what they're grateful for, because this does bring better stuff into your life. And I caught myself doing this last week when I was talking to via text someone, you know, I've known my whole life, literally, since I was in utero because it's a sibling. And when she said, how is life going? I almost typed back my standard response of business is good, uh, having fun, worked out today, that kind of thing. And I said, I- I'm going to practice what I plan on recording later. <laughs> I am going to practice that uh, being truthful. And I sent to her, life is wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful right now. I'm in a, a loving relationship I have wonderful friends and family. I have the most adorable rabbit on the planet. These other animals. I just joined a choir. Um, my back is healing. Like the list. I didn't say all this stuff to her, but the list was going through my head of this is what I have always wanted in life. And this is where I am now. And I know the better it gets, the better it gets. So I'm excited about that. And yet it also causes me to really be mindful of the times where I want to minimize what's going well for myself because 
I don't want someone else to feel bad if they're having a hard time. Well, that is condescending. And that's actually being a little bit of a jerk. (laughs) Because if I want to honor each person and what they're going through in life, I can absolutely be there. I can hear. I can be understanding and be that, that ear for them to express what's going on in their life. And if they want some help, I can help there too. But when I share how wonderful my life is, I feel like I'm showing up honestly. And me minimizing mine is not saying that somebody else's life stinks. It's not. And that's hard to get to sometimes because if somebody's sharing something with, of course, I'm not going to jump in with, oh, well, my life is wonderful. I'm going to listen. And when they ask, I'll offer it and say, and then when they say, well, what have you done? I'm going to offer suggestions there too. I mean, it is what I do professionally, but it's who I am as a person. And I feel like the more that we separate this need or learned commiseration process I feel like we are able to then be more present for others. And I, there can be a challenge in, in truly standing in a thriver situation because listen, even if we're thriving, we still have some feelings of inadequacy. And I am okay with that because I feel like that keeps us showing up. You know, like last night I was, uh, doing some back squats. And at one point, my high number is 135. I can't hit that right now. My back needs to me to be kind to it. So I just said, I'm going to go to 125 and I'm going to do it the best I can. And I am going to be so thrilled that I can do 125 because a year ago I couldn't even do the 45 pound bar because of my back. So that thriving, practice is helping me to not fall into pity parties about what was. And also to remind myself that I've earned this. I have earned the right to feel good about being able to back squat 125 because I also do the the cross training and the PT exercises to keep strengthening my core and everything that needs to support my back. (laughs) So I'm using my example because I'm so conscious of it right now that I want to hold that light for myself. So maybe if others are feeling lost, I can be like, hi, I'm over here. Do you want this? What what does it look like for your life? Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives? And then they realize once we start working together, that is a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to vickibaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. The 
work that I do reminds me every day that it's a privilege to be working in a field that I am so passionate about with people I absolutely admire and that teach me so much in each session and we have fun with it. So I have often felt like when people say that work is drudgery, I'm like, it's not. I get tired. Um, I, there are days I don't want to do it. Don't call me on a Saturday. Uh, send it to email or something. I am not doing anything work related or spiritually engaging unless I'm out in nature. Um, it's just not happening. <laughs> so there's this constant awareness, not a nagging one, but a beautiful awareness of balance. And to arrive in a place of, I really do love my life and I want to share that, I feel like can help other people hold that place too. And there was definitely times when I felt guilty about that. Like, how is it that I have arrived in this joyous experience of loving life when that was not taught to me growing up? And I have to chalk that up to my own wiring and insatiable curiosity about how we can have the most wonderful, beautiful, thriving experience. So if you're feeling some kind of guilt that your life is is good or that you do have financial security or that you are not living in the middle of a war zone right now, I'm going to ask you to shift it from a place of guilt, which is not going to help anyone at all. It's just a waste of emotion up just a smidge to a place of honoring other people and how you can recognize that your minimizing your own life is not going to help them and that no one benefits from us holding on to this false emotion of guilt. And you don't get extra credits for being miserable. You just get miserable. And it actually can feel like an eye roll or a sigh or a a feeling of frustration from those who are actually going through the suffering. I feel like it's important to recognize that others are and then you know, be the part that holds a vibration that things will improve. And there's a process that you can go through this if you are feeling any of that G word. You could consider thinking about that response, that thing I was talking about, about feeling responsible about someone else's process. Boy, hard to get that out. None of us are responsible for the economic woes, COVID, even racial inequity, but we have a responsibility to be a representative of equality and equity and equanimity and balance and all of that. We're much better serving If you're thinking about how can I be productive towards a solution? How can I contribute? So if you are feeling like your life is wonderful, I want you to sit in that. I absolutely want you to feel that. And then if there's still that little niggle in there, do something about it. Donate time, money, 
resources, your knowledge, mentor, do something about it because that will quiet that voice of guilt. And if you're taking the time for physical restoration, emotional restoration, psychological restoration, also recognize that what you're doing is helping the whole. When you are in a place of balance and you are feeling that you have resources, you will be able to calm some of the higher intensity energy that happens, right? And then you'll have more capacity. You will be able to serve others. And with more discernment, you will be able to see that their situation is not your situation, but if you have something that can help, you're you're willing to help. Um, or if it's none of your dang business, just stay out of it. So when you're taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, you're just better capable to be the strength that sometimes others have to lean on and to be that. I also want to be the person who is not contributing to someone else's angst. So even though I have frustrations and self-doubt and all of that stuff, there's very few people that I discuss that with. And there's a reason for that. It's because I'm choosy about who I share energy with. (laughs) And if I'm going to share what I'm going through, I don't want to be met with the person who's going to solve it for me. Sometimes I just need to talk it out. But I want to be met with someone that can hear me, you know, what I strive to be, someone who can hear me. And if I say, what do you think, can respond with their intelligence, with their heart. And I feel gratitude that I've cultivated this group of friends and a partner in which I can do that with. None of us arrive in thriving by ourselves. One of the reasons I thrive in my life is because of you, is because you listen to this podcast, is because some of you hire me as a coach, is because we get to share humorous things on all the social medias, is because I'm creating a community within my app that allows me to connect everybody together. (laughs) And that's a thriving place. Uh, But I didn't get there myself. I would have no business if it weren't for the amazing people. So practicing gratitude for what has shown up and practicing appreciation that we also don't have to earn everything the hard way. We can be still of service to someone or something by feeling great to ourselves. And what, what are we uniquely capable of doing? In the uh, process of removing the guilt and standing in the thriving, it's important to be patient. We will process through the, uh, experience of pandemic and disease, we will process through uh, whatever current economic, everything comes in waves, right? It, it will ebb and flow. We will process through lifetimes. And as humans, we have a remarkable ability to land on our feet. And I believe that's where we become more creative and we become more open to the possibilities that is in life. So if you see this 
as something of patience and how can I observe this and still be proud of where I am and be mindful of how to navigate the challenges with some grace, with some humor, um, and, and be appreciative that you were brave enough to come in as a soul into human form and to combine the two. <laughs> it may help if you're feeling like it's just too much for you and you are not able to move forward because remember, part of why we're here is to grow. A huge part of why we're here is to grow. Um, most of it's to experience joy, but we, we will grow through that. If you're having a difficult time with that and you feel stagnant in your thriving and you don't know how to take it to the next level, which by the way, I am not talking about how much money you're bringing in or what you're acquiring. I'm talking about the feeling of loving life and being here in a place of what is wonderful for you. That's what I'm talking about. If you're having a challenge with that and still feel kind of bogged down by that G word, get professional help and seek someone who can maybe reflect to you the process of releasing the guilt and arriving in gratitude for this is what you're doing. You're answering your soul's message and you're walking the walk. And you can be, first and foremost, I want you to do it for yourself, but then you can be inspiration for others who will have to do it for themselves because we're not going to get in there. Remember? Remember what I said? So I know that every person is capable of thriving and yes, needing help from community sometimes or uh, um, a hand up, removing some of these ridiculous systems we have in place that judge people from where they've come or you know their ethnicity or their sexual orientation or their gender identification. We all have the ability to shift those things too. And if we show up in a thriving place, we can be of more influence to do that. Um, and you know what? It'll empower you to actually stand up to someone who may be handing you a line of BS around any of those items. So encourage your own conscious mind to thrive and then you know, maybe set a goal of what you will do when you're thriving. One of the things I've always wanted to do was to build a library or a school. And it used to be out of the country. And then I've just decided I need to take care of home first. So to provide that and whatever it looks like, I will always want books that are of some form, hopefully hemp and not trees, but uh, it might be digital. I don't know. That's always been one of my goals. So as I thrive more and more in my business and in my life, I feel like I'm closer to that and building that and providing it. And I literally want to build it. Like you don't want me measuring things, but I can carry wood. I can sheetrock. Um, you don't want me cutting it. Uh, so see, there's, there's great places to be when you love yourself and accept yourself, right? <laughs> you recognize, yes, I'm really good at that. No, you don't want me doing that. And that's part of the gift of realizing that it really is our right and it is a gift to thrive. And while I am in awe 
of what my life is some days. I am also extremely aware of the times I asked my subconscious to be quiet and let my conscious mind move forward with the message of we are all here to thrive. I wish for you the best thriving place. If I can help, I'm here, VickiBaird.com. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.